Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 1233 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. This is Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. All right, well, I was pleased to see a couple days ago, moved on the wire, that Ricky Olchuk, who spent several years as the assistant general manager with the uh, Edmonton Oilers, uh, often traveled with the team, conveniently sometimes, uh, and he'll laugh about this, into Chicago to see his family, uh, which was a benefit to us all because then we get the uh, Olchuk meatballs on the plane afterwards, and uh, the broadcasters have often been called meatballs, so that was somewhat appropriate. But he is now uh, VP and assistant GM uh, in Seattle, working for one of the classiest men in the business, Ron Francis. We are pleased to be joined on Orders now by Rick Olchuk. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Hi, Stoff. How you doing? Good, good to be with you and Brendan. Uh, great to be back again on Oilers Now. Yes. And, uh, how appropriate! How appropriate with uh, with the big news here uh, with the three of my former teams all have a connection uh, with me. Uh, I'm on Oilers Now. Yep. Uh, which is the team that originally hired me. Uh, Jake Gardner was the, my most recent former team uh, as a UFA signed with uh, the other current te- uh, the other team I worked for in the Carolina Hurricanes. So yeah. pretty uh, pretty interesting uh, dynamic there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and maybe you can. Uh, I think most like we have some real hardcore fans that listen to the show, and they know hockey. This is Edmonton. You know that it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, Northern Alberta. You got we got coaches listening to the show and we got fathers of NHL players that listen to the show. We got heck, we got retired players that listen to the show. We got hardcore fans that know analytics inside and out. Uh, so, you know, they know a bit about Ron Francis, but maybe just educate our listeners about how special and unique of a guy Ron Francis is. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 I could take uh, your whole show and next week, and he's just, he's first and foremost, he's just a, a, a true gentleman. I, I would compare him, and I've never, I never had the pleasure of meeting Monsieur Beliveau, uh, Jean Beliveau, um, but what I've heard, people, how they referred to him and the, the type of respect that he commanded, I would say that Ron fits in that category of in this era. He's the Jean Beliveau of this era. He's just a fine gentleman. He's a, a, a treat to work with, um, you know, his management skills, and he has it all. He's got that interpersonal skills, human skills. Uh, he treats people with respect, uh, everybody throughout the organization. You know, I've been blessed to be, 
you know, uh, trained by a number of uh, good men. You know, Kevin Lowe gave me, was uh, gracious enough to hire me and, and get me into management for my very first job. Had seven great years there working for him. And then, you know, I had a great general manager and in, in Steve Tambellini and, and working for Craig McTavish. And then, you know, moved on and, and worked with Ron for four years. And now in Seattle, I, at this new uh, uh, experience and opportunity, I'm just looking forward to it. I've been very blessed so far in my uh, career in yeah. the National Hockey League. It's interesting because, uh, you know, a lot of times people have gone through some experiences that have made them the way they are. In Ron's case, was it, uh, is it his brother that uh, was a special Olympian? Uh, because I know that was something that was near and dear to Ron's heart. He was. Uh, yeah. yeah, Ricky uh, just happened to be uh, another Ricky. And Ricky Francis, a good man, work, works hard, a big Sue, Sue Greyhound fan. Uh, actually, uh, Mrs. Francis and he go to all the games and, uh, you know, uh, they're close. They know, they know the team inside out. Um, and, and uh, no, Ricky's, uh, Ricky's a good man and just, like I said, works hard. And, and uh, there is a special bond that uh, the Francis family has, and uh, they're just a great family. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the reputation. I mean, it was frustrating for guys in the business, Rick, when you were in Carolina, because nothing ever got out of there. Like not, like not only ins, you know, not only big dog insiders, you know, Bob McKenzie, Darren Drager, Elliot Friedman. Like it was tough. They used to call it Fort Francis. Is it going to be that way in Seattle as well? Well, uh, I, I won't release. You know me. You know the lawyer in me as well. We won't uh, disclose any type of information. No, we. You know, Ron uh, is, is, you know, again, make sure that all his uh, personnel is, is up to speed and has a voice, a uh, tremendous communicator, and that's kind of a focal point is communication. But certainly we make sure that they understand the confidentiality of what we're trying to do and the importance of it. Uh, you know, it's critical in terms of whether, you know, sometimes deals get made or not. Um, yeah. So it's uh, Fort uh, Knox will be, or Fort Francis will be definitely in the, in the, in the northwest in Seattle. Yeah, well, I mean, it is interesting because you guys are going to have to sell a little, though you guys have had a great start in terms of, uh, you know, procuring a season ticket base there. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to be in a very competitive marketplace. Obviously, there's the uh, um, the Seahawks are the big dog in town. The Mariners don't have a tremendous following. I think that's fair to say. Um, you know, right now, Washington's... Uh, an average to good team in a below average football conference these days, but um, there is an opportunity for you. I mean, there's an opportunity for you guys to carve out quite the niche in Seattle, but there's also an opportunity for you guys to build a team both on and off the ice, isn't there? Oh, certainly. And I think, you know, there is, uh, as you know, there's a rich history of hockey uh, in Seattle and in the Washington area and the minor league programs have gone on to, you know, playing the U.S. Nationals and at different uh, age groups. And certainly rabid sports fans in that city, and we know that the hunger has been there to attract a National Hockey League team for a number of years, even decades. Uh, it just didn't come to fruition. Uh, but thankful that uh, Oakville Group and, and uh, NHL Seattle is now a reality, and we're excited about you know the different things we're doing it uh, uh, to get the uh, new practice facility going. Um, and it's just there's a lot of exciting things, and again, we build this from the ground up. And similar to what you know went, went on with the dormant franchise that we had there in uh, Edmonton, when we set it up in Oklahoma City. So I kind of take that from my experience there. That was a that was a great uh, uh, opportunity there, and 
Really enjoyed doing that, and thought we had some sex there for the short time that we were there. We're joined right now by Ricky Olchuk, VP Assistant GM of the Seattle NHL franchise. Uh, you mentioned the history in Seattle. They had great, arguably the greatest minor league player in uh, in pro history in hockey, a guy by the name of Guy of Guile Fielder. For you old school guys listening to the show, you, you know who I'm talking about. Played back in the 1960s. Um, Vegas. Vegas did a lot of things right. I, I, they they certainly leverage the uh, expansion draft to their advantage. I do not envision NHL franchises uh, maybe being as open as they were to the types of deals that were in place. But uh, at what point do you guys start mocking your way through uh, the potential uh, lists of what you uh, – uh, might be available to get for the expansion. Is that process? Have you had conversations uh, with Ron yet on that front? Well, we've oh, sure we've already uh, talked about that. You know, just always we're going to be evaluating players and, and just trying to prepare and take advantage of the most precious commodity that we have at this point, and that's time. Um, I mean, Kelly McCrimmon uh, and um, you know George McPhee did one heck of a job. There's no question about that, and uh, set the bar and. You know, what we're trying to do is, they, hey, that was Las Vegas, and we're just going to try to do what's best for NHL Seattle uh, short-term in our inaugural season, of course, and then, um, uh, you know, moving forward as well. And those are the challenges we'll have to do. And, you know, we're going to do our mock drafts in time. And as you know, I just got hired a couple of days ago, so uh, I'm just anxious to get going and find out what the plan is and, and uh, you know, try to help as best I can. Ron, uh, it's it's interesting, uh, Ricky, just in terms of you going to work with Ron, because when you're in Edmonton, uh, you came at a time Scott Housen left to go to the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, so you came here, and it was 2007, right, when you came into Edmonton? Correct. Good, good. You still got the good memory, Bob. That's all I got, trust me. Don't got much more than that. Uh, but uh, where I'm going with this is, you know, the Oilers, contrary to maybe what was the perception around the league by 2007, Edmonton, relatively speaking, was, you know, they were a revenue-sharing, a revenue-contributing team in 2007 to uh, to revenue-sharing around the league. So you worked for an Oilers team that was not poor. You went to Carolina, and there were some financial limitations, and you guys, uh, you and Ron, were very patient in terms of how you built that club. And then you go to the Maple Leafs, and people can say a lot about the Toronto Maple Leafs, but the one thing they'll never say is... They're a team that lacked for anything. You, you guys, you, I mean, look at that. How many different, I think you had like five or six guys in your analytics team in Toronto. So you've had quite, you've run quite the gamut here in terms of support people on staffs and uh, budgetary issues. And, and I'm going to guess that that's probably going to benefit you quite a bit here moving forward in Seattle. No, certainly. And again, as you know, Bob, uh, you know, the thing with age, you, you gain experience as well. And I've been fortunate to be at, uh, you know, three great organizations, the Oilers and, and the Hurricanes and, and, and the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, and all of these, you said, I think that's right. I did have uh, hit the spectrum in terms of resources, personnel, uh, funds, et cetera, and the people as well. So you learn different perspectives. And I think I know I'm going to carry that over and, and try to assist Ron in, 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 as we set up NHL Seattle. It's just an exciting time, and, and um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be great. And we're looking forward to our great fans there in Seattle. All right. Well, uh, let's do this, Rick. Uh, let's t- keep in touch. Uh, hopefully we can reach out to you again uh, down the road here, and we wish you nothing but the best of luck, and thank you for taking time to join us here in Oilers now, and congratulations once again, Rick. Well, thanks very much, Stop. Always good to be with you uh, on Oilers now, and all the best to you and uh, the Oilers moving forward here. Thanks a lot. That is former Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Matt. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Manager Ricky Olchuk, now a, a VP and assistant GM working with Ron Francis in Seattle. Um, I, that's that's. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a place where a lot of guys are. I, I want to go. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, and you know what else? Like, it's going to be tough to match the success of Vegas. I'm going to bring Brendan Escott in here. It is going to be tough, Brendan, for those guys to mirror and accomplish what Vegas did just because I don't think teams, like you take a look at what Florida, I mean, people can say what they want about the griffin Reinhardt trade. It was a bad trade. We all know that. It wasn't the worst trade that uh, Pete Shirelli made. Um, Shirelli also did some good things, okay? He signed two pretty important players to eight-year deals. That uh, those, are, those are trades that benefit a city and an organization. But the Oilers only lost Griffin Reinhardt in expansion. The Florida Panthers gave up, Mar- you know, Marsha Show to take uh, Riley Smith's contract. The Minnesota Wild uh, ended up giving up Alex Tuck to take uh, Eric Hollis, so they wouldn't take one of their pros- uh, one of their defensemen. Like, you know, those are four pretty good forwards for that. Uh, for the for that hockey team, of course, Eric Hall, by the way, now plays for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, but where I'm going with this, they're gonna they're gonna succeed there. And see, I mean, you're you're a BC kid. That's that's got to be a hot destination point for guys around the league. I mean, Seattle's a wonderful city. Oh, without a doubt, I think that, uh, and they're they're lacking that kind of sport. Everybody there is a fan of the Seahawks, but they've also been dying for basketball since it left. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's going to be a great rivalry with the Canucks as well. But to your point, you made a minute ago, it was sort of unprecedented when we saw Vegas do it because it was such a different era from the last time when we saw Columbus and and Carolina. Well, and those guys got nothing. League, right? I mean, I mean, you're talking about teams that were only protecting nine or eleven players. Versus teams that used to be able to protect twenty plus, right? Right. Like think about the difference. I mean, you know, you know what sport comes down to? To me, you're only as good as your worst player. Think about that. You're only as good as your worst player because you're because what happens is coaching is so good, they can pick apart the worst player on the ice, and guys today are so smart when they play. I mean, for those of you that go out and skate and play shinny, if if you're the worst guy on your team and the other team keeps going at you, you know it. You know they're going after because they're smart enough to target the weakness. And uh, so what happened is suddenly the worst players went from being 20 to 25 organizationally depth-wise to 10th to 12th organizationally depth-wise. It's a completely different scenario. 
So Vegas got some really good players. I mean, name another scenario where you'd end up getting a goaltender as good as Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, he's a top 10 goalie. I still think Jack Michaels' carry price is better. And I got some leverage after Fleury gave up four. Short, uh, you know, when the Golden Knights were, frankly, screwed with a horrendous call. But anyhow, uh, they got Marc-Andre Fleury. That's the top 10 goaltender in this league. You know, they got some really good forwards. The defense for me was pedestrian, but they a guy like Nate Schmidt that was ready to take a, a big step forward in his career. That was a pretty important defenseman. For, like, you wouldn't have gotten guys of that caliber before in expansion draft. You know, you ended up getting guys that were the seven and eight and nine defensemen, not teams three slash four defensemen, which is what occurred in some scenarios. Twelve forty eight in Edmonton. I think Seattle's gonna. I think they're gonna. I think the franchise will do well, but I do think they'll be a more traditionally built team. I'm gonna be interested to see how Vegas does this year. I'm not necessarily convinced their defense is that great. Um. We'll see. And they're now paying for their forwards. There are a lot of people that think they've drafted pretty well. I guess time will see. You can text us at 630-630, but you got to admire a lot of what's been accomplished the last two years with the Vegas Golden Knights. Absolutely. This is Oilers Now. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. Jason Greger tweeting out that Oscar Clefbaum, uh, who uh, I saw on the Oilers bench when I left uh, to drive back to the uh, 6.30 Ched today, uh, his equipment did not arrive in town. So he uh, hit the ice for a spin but didn't have uh, his equipment. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30 in our Heartland Ford text line. Hey, Brendan, there is a game on right now that's being watched by tens of millions of people. Did you know that? Would it be the Euro qualifier it's, that I'm watching as well? Are you watching Germany and the Netherlands? You betcha. Do you know who uh, liberated the uh, Netherlands, by the way, in the Second World War? Canada. Canada. And so they've always... I would say the Netherlands uh, would be the the best country not to have won a World Cup in soccer. Like the most talented country. I don't know if they're... They're, they're not on the level that they were in the 70s. They played in the 74 and 78 final, and that's when... Uh, Clockwork Orange, named after the Stanley Kubrick movie. Uh, Clockwork Orange was described under Renus McKells as their uh, structure, and it was interplay, um, a version of which later uh, was deployed by Barcelona, which they still use today, uh, renamed Tiki Taka. But uh, Holland's always had some really skilled players. Germany, they can win any World Cup. That's... You know what? They're. I'm wondering. Actually, this will be this will be fun because I know we have listeners that know other sports. Which soccer country is the closest to Canada? You can text us at six thirty six thirty. You know, Brazil is an all-out offensive style. It plays with uh, style and panache. Um, Germany historic. Well, you know, or I guess West Germany because they won in '54 and '74. They won in '90. Yeah, they won in 92. Uh, usually we're pretty staunch defensively. Certainly the 2014 team that won the World Cup. They, they, I mean, they played a great emphasis. They went through the same thing in Germany in soccer that Canada did right around the same time. They bombed out all the 2,000 euro, and they really went into skill development. Canada, of course, didn't win the 1998 gold medal with their best players, partially because Annie Murray didn't think Wayne Gretzky should take a penalty shot. And uh, uh, bottom line is... You know, Canada plays greater emphasis on skill. So 
I'm going to throw that out there right now. Texas at 6.30, 6.30. In your opinion, if you know soccer, a little bit of soccer, which country is the clo- Is there a country that's like Canada in soccer in terms of talent? What do you think? Uh, Raider Jesse says, Bob, tough times these days for the Orange. Their window was in 2010 with Wesley Schneider, Iron Robin, and Robert Van Persie. I would agree with that. Yeah, they've got a couple great young players Didn't coming up: Marcel De Jong, Matthias De Ligt. Yeah, but uh, which one of those guys is playing with Barcelona? Is that uh, that's that's the young defender? I believe that's. Yeah. Or, sorry, I, I, Frankie, Frankie De Jong, De Jong is the other one. There's a there's a De Jong at oil at Oilers camp as well, and the rookie is on there. The, oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say because Marcel De Jong, I think, is a left back for Canada. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's funny you mentioned 2010, but how about in 2014 when Netherlands beat Spain 5-1? Spain was the defending World Cup champions. I mean, Spain at that point had won two Euros and uh, the uh, World Cup. They'd won the, what, the 2000, uh, 2008-2012 Euros and the 2010 uh, World Cup. So they were on quite a run at that stage. So throw it out there. Uh, here we go. Stephen LeDuc says this. Can't, all right. That's, we can incorporate it in other sports. Why don't we do that? Because it doesn't have to limit it. So Canada in hockey is to what country in another international sport? And Steve says Canada's, uh, oh, Canada's football team is closest to India, dominate other sports, cricket, and have the population to be dominant in football like Canada but aren't. Uh, CF and Rainwright says, Bob, being a proud Albertan yourself, why do you know or care about soccer? You're killing me from CF and Wainwright. God forbid you like a sport outside of hockey. Well, I don't like fo- <laughs> As you know, I like football an awful lot. Of course. You, you know, both. You know, like there's a story about Ned Coletti, who I've met. Okay? I've actually had a drink with Ned Coletti. Did you see that he was hired by the San Jose Sharks? He's the former general manager of the L.A. Dodgers. And he's been hired by the San Jose Sharks by Doug Wilson. And people go, well, how's that possible? How's a, a guy that was a senior executive in Major League Baseball, how does he end up getting hired in hockey? And I'm like, I know guys right now that work in hockey, work for NHL organizations that were approached by CFL organizations to scout for them. I know a guy that uh, that happened with, okay? You can text us at 630, 630. Uh, Bob, the orders should offer sheet Majiapani. What? One point two million. Why? Is, is that guy a friend of Rich Winters? Because that's who's representing Andrew Majiapani. <laughs> you can text us at six thirty, six thirty. Soccer sucks. It's just like light jogging for four hours. Who cares? Bob, Canada is like England. Used to be the king of the sport, but not anymore. Really? The last two times we've had Olympics where the best were playing in 2010, 2014, who won? Canada. And they, I mean, the games against the Americans were close, but Canada was a little better. How many goals did Canada give up, by the way, in the 2014 Olympics? Like three? The entire yeah, tournament? It was ridiculous. It was right? barely fun to watch in some they senses had the because of the, that. They had the puck the entire game, and now they'd have McDavid to add to that team. Like, you can make a strong argument right now, the three best players in the world are Canadian. You could make that argument. McDavid, Crosby, and Nathan McKinnon. Now, obviously, you could say, what about Nikita Kucherov? You could, you could definitely say that. 
I, I, I'm serious about this. So who's which country is the closest to Canada? Like, is there is there a soccer country that has as? Because Canada's been fairly when Canada when you're going best on best, and the Americans are the second best country in the world right now in hockey. They're the second best, and they're close to Canada, but they're nowhere near as deep as Canada. All right, uh, and Patrick Kane would be a top. Is is there another top ten American player in the world? Kane is. Is there another top ten? No, I, Matthews is not there yet. In so. a couple years, he'll be there, but not yet. But not yet. Food for thought. A uh, guy that used to work for Hockey Canada now works for the Calgary Flames. Uh, he's oversees their farm team. He's going to talk a bit about some of the prospects that the Flames are going to have here tomorrow or in Red Deer tomorrow. Brad Pascal coming up at 105 after a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.